0: I am Audrey, and you are listening to Seattle Growth Podcast. Available free on iTunes. Welcome back to another bonus episode of Seattle Growth Podcast. I'm Jeff Schulman, a professor at the University of Washington's Foster School of Business. And in today's episode, I had a chance to sit down with the UW Husky basketball legend, Donald Watts. A team MVP, Watts led the dogs to the Sweet 16 and has since devoted himself to building a community around the sport of basketball. Through his work with Watts Basketball, Watts, along with his father, Sonics legend Slick Watts, bring children of all ages together for camps, clinics, and trainings, with the intent to help them grow and succeed not just at basketball, but in life. This episode continues the Season 6 theme of finding community in a dynamic city. Through this episode, you'll get to know one of Seattle's Game Changers, And if you are looking for a sense of community, you just might discover a community that is right for you or your children. And if you're hoping to build your own, you will learn valuable lessons about building and growing a community in Seattle. Lessons that could be applied in a broad range of contexts. Now, before we get to the interview, I want to update you on my documentary, On the Brink. The film that the Seattle Times hailed as a cautionary tale and a call to action has opened to packed audiences in neighborhoods around Seattle. And now, it is set to play in cities from coast to coast, from L.A. to New York. Though the film tells a story of Seattle's Central District, the film resonated with full crowds in Los Angeles, who are sadly experiencing the same issues raised in the film. And then it heads to the Midwest this week for a multi-city tour before multiple showings in New York City and L.A. Now, your next chance to see the film right here in Seattle is at MoHAI on October 19th at 1 p.m. or 3 p.m. The screenings are first-come, 1st serve, and included with museum admission. Arrive early to get a seat. Visit www.onthebrinkmovie.com for more information about On the Brink and upcoming screenings. That's www.onthebrinkmovie.com. But now, to hear a bit more about the basketball community in Seattle, join me as I sit down with Donald Watts. I am here with Donald Watts. He was a star basketball player for the University of Washington Huskies. But more importantly, he's a star in our community as he is helping the next generation play basketball and come together through sport with his Watts basketball. Donald, thank you very much for joining me today.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited.
0: We're going to talk about how you're building community in Seattle and through Watts basketball. But I've asked this of all my guests, what brought you to Seattle?
1: My father. Uh, My father was a Seattle Supersonic, uh, so I was born here. Uh, We came, uh, him and my mother met at Xavier University in New Orleans, uh, him being from Mississippi and my mother being from Mobile, Alabama. Uh, He's from Rolling Fork, Mississippi, which is a very small town. Um, They met in college, and uh, when he made it, walked on to the Sonics and made it, you know, that brought them out here, and and this is where I was born. Uh, I spent part of my life uh, in the South in Mobile, Alabama, going back and forth when my parents were separated, but ultimately, um, came up to live with my father and, uh, have made this home.
0: And again, we're going to talk about Watts basketball and, and uh, community, but, you know, in these last seven years or so, Seattle has experienced a lot of changes. Uh, a lot of people moving in, a lot of money moving in. What changes have you found most striking?
1: I mean, first of all, the, the biggest change for me and my community was losing the Sonics. And I think that's been like 10 or 11 years now. And with the new growth and, and the, the business development and all of that stuff, I think that some of our, we're losing some of our culture. Um, and it's really apparent in the basketball community to have all of this growth, have all of this stuff not going on and then not having a professional team, uh, for our kids, for our community, uh, to really rally around. And, and the way I grew up, uh, the, the key arena was really a, a gathering site for uh, all of those that were interested in, in, in basketball, uh, in our community.
0: And speaking of basketball, let's now talk about a community that you're building uh, with Watts Basketball. Tell me, what is it? Who's it for?
1: Watts Basketball, our our motto is Game Changers for Life. Um, And so really we use basketball as a vehicle and a tool uh, to improve our lives. Uh, And not like, you know, somewhere down the line, but on a daily basis. uh, And as a step-by-step process and really connect kids from all parts of the city uh, to each other. And uh, really teach them to embrace the growth process in a way that it affects them in their whole life, uh, academically, um, with their family, socially. Uh, We just want to teach them to become better decision makers, uh, to be intentional about the choices that they're making, and uh, also to understand the value of the network that basketball creates and, and connecting with each other.
0: And where is Watts Basketball?
1: We do it all over the city but we have a primary location in Soto. And you know, we have kids coming from all over the city and all over the state uh to come and work out and it, I have I've been doing it long enough to where I'm going to my my athletes' weddings and graduations and you know all of this stuff. Like I still feel young, but this is evidence that I'm getting old. Um but I I one of my guys who's graduating from college w- was talking about how he would be out with his friends because he was from Issaquah. Um, and they are kids that went to Roosevelt and all that he trained with. And he said they'll be out, you know, on Capitol Hill or whatever, and he'll see see somebody and they'll start talking. And his other friends that aren't a part of the program, he's like, that must be, that's got to be a watch kid, huh? And he's like, yeah, why did you say that? He's like, well, you guys all carry yourself a certain way. And then he's like, you know, oftentimes we'll be out and it'll be like a random person that you wouldn't classically, you know, expect to be friends with, and then you guys just connect and hug and, like, spend the next hour talking to each other or whatever, and it always seems to happen that way, and it's always somebody who you trained with. Uh, so hearing uh, my guy Carlo say that um, w- was really exciting to know that we're having an impact on kids long after that they're gone, out, you know, from playing basketball and a part of our program, and they still feel a, a sense of community to each other as a result of the work that we've done.
0: And when did Watts basketball start? How did it start? I mean, Watts
1: basketball itself started in two thousand and four, ish. It started because I, I mean, I, I had been doing training at basketball camps and clinics my whole life, essentially, uh, either participating in them when my dad was doing, doing them uh, back from the time when when he was a Sonic, and then right after that. Uh, and just all the way through, he's I've always been in the gym with kids in different communities on the Indian reservations on, you know, just everywhere. Um, so it was just a, a natural fit. I started um, doing uh, it as Hoopaholics Academy. One of my really good friends started Hoopaholics, uh, the clothing line. And uh, I was a big part of that in the beginning. And then, so I started Hoopolics Academy myself and and Mike Johnson, who was a teammate of mine at the University of Washington, were working on that. I left and went and played overseas and we kind of went a little bit different direction. And when I came back, I uh, had a friend of mine, I was at the gym working out, you know, just at the pro club uh, with some of my guys that are Microsoft guys. And one of my, you know, I said, what are you going to do next? I said, I don't know. I was doing this, but it didn't you know, kind of go. He's like, well, you know, the Watts brand is as strong a brand as any in the community, you should do it, you know, as watch well basketball. And and so I just took what I was doing and, and you know, built a logo and an image and, and really uh, took a step back and defined what I wanted to do with it as far as um, building the community, looking at, at, at why I love the game so much, uh, it, the impact that it had on my life. And I was like, okay, let's let's do watch basketball, and then you know we had learned through sport, practiced in life was kind of our slogan, and then uh, we changed that to game changers for life, and and here we are.
0: And what role does your father, the legendary Slickwats, have
1: Uh, besides being a pain in my butt? (laughs) <laughs> no, he has a I mean, he he's he's the one who started it all, so we're carrying on his legacy. Um he loves to stop by and kinda pop into the gym. Uh and 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 he does some clinics and camps and stuff like that for us too. Not as much as he used to. Um but he likes to come in and he has his 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 uh his money shot at the end of the day where he puts twenty dollars on the line and has the kid shoot from like eight feet to develop their touch and they get really excited about that. They get really excited about about seeing him and you know it seems like the older he gets the more of a character he is um, and so the kids and the parents really identify with him and that's that's really cool
0: and so walk us through uh, you know with so many people and so much money moving into Seattle it's such a dynamic city that some people are feeling kind of lost and alone and not knowing how to connect and so here you've done you built something how did you go about going from 0 to 5 kids, 10 kids, getting involved. How did you start to build this community uh, around Watts basketball?
1: Um, I mean, really uh, you described it pretty well from the standpoint of going from 0 to 1 to 5 and and um my first trainee uh wasn't a paying client uh, when I was at the University of Washington. Um this kid that was a friend of mine would always be in the gym. We used to work out a little bit or whatever and then he got his bone died in his knee Um, and he got bad news that he would never, you know, be able to walk straight again, probably never play again. Um, And so I kind of like grabbed him and took him under my wing and, and, and like really like took him everywhere with me, you know, and, um, you know, just encouraged him to be positive and, and whatever, you know, whatever the result of the surgery and the the rest time and all of that stuff that we were going to, do the best that we can to, to be the best that we can right and I was playing at the university of Washington, so I was a he looked up to me I was a mentor for him and you know state player of the year and all that stuff um and then he he, he got healthy and he got some good news and and then and he was a big kid he was he was five eleven two hundred and fifty pounds or whatever so then we started running in the pool we started running stairs we started doing all of this stuff um and as like i said six five eleven two hundred fifty pound freshman uh, he ends up getting a scholarship to go to Pepperdine and then backed out of that and went with Lorenzo Romar at St. Louis. Well, you have a kid that wasn't supposed to even, you know, be able to play again. Um, and he ends up and any, you know, his physical stature coming into high school wasn't one that anybody would look at and say, oh man, you're going to be a Division one college basketball player on a scholarship. Um, but you pour your heart into him. You don't let the, allow the kid to to limit his self, right? You understand that there's doubt and there's struggle and you try to help him overcome that and just see what happens and it works out and then people see that, they take notice and then they want to get your kids, their kids involved with you, you know? And then you have, you know, seven, five kids, Go to Yale University and graduate. Three play basketball. Two with master's degrees that didn't play basketball. And people take notice of that kind of thing, and then the good you know work that you're doing. And all of a sudden, you know, you just more and more it grows organically. And that's that's how I, I really prefer it um, to really pour our heart into each and every kid and let their success
0: uh, be our success. You know, and, and attract more people to our environment. And so I led into that question with there's people feeling lost and alone and, and uh, looking for ways to connect with others. What can they learn from how you built this community around Watts Basketball that could help them as they just try to build a community of whatever their passion is?
1: Really, you know, finding like-minded people, um, helping people, uh, you know, establish their goals and and then you know, empowering the people that you're working with to reach out and find other people, you know, that, that are, are like-minded. Um, and then, you know, go with it. I think one of the things that's important for, for me and what we do is it's not based on talent. Uh, it's based on interest, you know, and it's based on uh, willingness to work. And we believe that those things, Uh, will shape talent. Uh, We have an environment that I think is unique to the basketball where it's not, we're not about ranking and judging and, you know, uh, I just, uh, providing an environment where people um, can be themselves and then work towards their best selves and then open You know, encouraging the people that are working with you to open their arms and invite other people in, I think is the best way to build a a community, you know, naturally. I'm really excited about uh, our college prep academy. We've had phenomenal results uh, sending, you know, uh, like a really high percentage of the kids that are interested in college to college to play basketball um, at a variety of different levels. Uh, And, but we've, you know, it's been a small group. Right. But I'm I'm excited about expanding that group. I'm excited about um, reconnecting our alumni, the the people who have done it, you know, back to our kids. Uh, We're doing a a men's league um, where our high school kids and aspiring college athletes are playing with myself and and other kids that kids, adults that have gone on through that process. And it's it's really fun. Uh, Really cool story. Yesterday, my son is in the gym. Um, I just got a new COO, uh, Melvin Jones, who I met when he was 15 years old. And Melvin didn't have any high school credits. Uh, A family had just adopted him, um, took him in, and they came to my gym. And I was like, "This, this kid has something, right? He has the willingness to work. He has the dedication. He has the fire. He didn't have anything as it related to the grades and all that stuff, but he was getting some structure in his life and you know he's african-american the family's a white family they brought him to me and it's like we they were giving you know there there were certain dynamics in their relationship and trust and things like that that he was having a hard time with that i think some of those barriers we overcame in the gym right because i was also giving him that some of that same structure that he was getting at home and letting him know hey this is okay this is good you know he goes on to Portland state and, 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 you know, just a phenomenal story, right? He pays for his whole school playing basketball. Well, now he's RCO. He was running our operations. effective, you know, just a couple of weeks ago. Well, yesterday, him and my son, my son who I'm trying to get to understand, like, yo, you're pretty good, but you're not where you actually want to be. Like, you're not really good. You're not great yet. Like you're on that trajectory, but you, can't slow down right now right and I I can shoot against my son he's oh whatever that's dad he can really shoot well him and Melvin were doing the drill uh, the other day and Melvin was on the move you know and he shot 27 out of 30 from three you know and for those two to connect right the kid that I met at 15 years old and my son at 15 years old and they've known each other for a while but to be in the same gym doing the same drill and then my son to, to shoot 23 out of 30 from three which is good but then see one of his mentors who's in there sweating with him like doing like this is where you want to take it right now the conversation that i have to have with him is less of a conversation cuz he's seen it and that's the beauty that we that that i think when you see that light go on for kids where they're like man i you know i can do this but i got to work at it you know what i mean like as opposed to like beating on their chest. And, you know, I call it the selfie culture. Look at me, look at me, look at me. You know, it's like, nah, like, I'll, I'll see you in a little bit. I got some work to do kind of deal. Uh, so that's fun. And, and not only for my kid, but for all of the kids who
0: get that opportunity to come in the gym and, and learn from us. How have you felt seeing what you started, you know, with one person just trying to help an individual to what you have today.
1: Oh man, it's is incredible, you know, and, and, and in business and, and and being an entrepreneur and all those things, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs and there's a lot of days where you're like, man, I don't I need a job. <laughs> I need to go to work for somebody. Um, but then you see, you know, one of your kids receive a scholarship offer. You see one of your kids be honored. You see uh, Mary Ann Santucci who uh, is a graduate from Yale who did pre-med going on to, to, to med school and went and studied in Chile and just, and is the youngest, you know, person ever inducted into the Seattle prep hall of fame. It's just, and her mother's in the hall and we're invited to be a part of that with my daughter watching that and knowing that she's a model for these other kids. And it feels, uh, really, really incredible. You know, like Yale is now recruiting, you know, my daughter, um, we have kids that – I had a, a kid who uh, is at West Seattle High School who really wants to play college basketball but really has the wrong idea mentality-wise. And, you know, and, and we've been working on him, right? It's not like get out of here. Like, you, don't, you know, it's like we've been working on him. And he goes to a camp last week and he gets his first offer, right? He hadn't gotten received anybody from any – you know, anything from anybody. And he sends me a text message and the text message – verbatim says the people who like viewed the camp says that he did the things that I was trying to get. He's like scored at all three levels, you know, really dominated, displayed a great attitude. And it's like, that's, this is what, you know, I told you, he's like, yeah, I'm listening. I was like, okay, well, it's nice to know. (laughs) So it's really, it's really cool stuff, man. It makes you feel, feel great. It's very rewarding. Um, And like I said, it gets you through those tough moments uh, as a businessman.
0: Tell me a little bit about who should come through the doors of Watts basketball and and be welcomed into your family there.
1: Well, I mean, really any we you know, we have scholarship opportunities uh for kids of need. Um we have any 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 kid, really family um who is struggling to find that and has an interest in basketball. Um the kids that want to improve if if you want to, you know, achieve at the highest levels, uh we're we're there for you. Um, if you're in the select or the hyper-competitive, you know, basketball world, and and you're feeling, you know, we see kids a lot that, you know, they come in because they're losing confidence. The very thing that you know we say, oh, youth sports builds confidence, and, and you know, I I want to cuss when I hear that sometimes because a lot of times it's BS. You know, it's like it it builds confidence if the adults that are involved have a great perspective and keep it in proper perspective, the winning and the losing and make it about the kids rather than about their own ego, you know, winning trophies and, you know, you see these guys that oh, I'm the best coach ever, you know, with their trophy and no kids in the picture. Right. It's like, (laughs) come on now. I mean, it's crazy, you know, like, and and then, you know, people are coming, oh, great job coach. You know, I'm like, where are the kids? What like, is that, you know, it's like, um, so if if you're in that world and you're not quite feeling it, um, don't give up on basketball. Uh, don't give up on 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 the game. Uh, I would say, you know, like come take a step back and and let's grow and let's get better and and get an environment that um, will prepare you, you know, to be a competitive basketball player and also help you deal with some of the inevitable craziness. Um, that comes with with youth sports, uh, but you know anybody who wants to get better, who wants to connect with people, uh, and, and you know whether your goals are really big or you, you're just looking to to set the foundation of having enjoyment and, and make basketball a lifetime type sport, uh, we're here.
0: And so you do camps.
1: We do camps, uh, clinics, we do clinics. We do private training, um, and then like I said, we're just. Just starting uh, our academy program, which is a year-round training program, where we're actually gonna, we we really resisted playing AU and like doing games and stuff like that. But with our academy program, our kids that commit to year-round training, we're gonna be doing some of that. Uh, not as much, but we're gonna be taking them on basketball experiences, uh, hoop fest, and you know doing things like that as a community and as a group. Uh, showcases, uh, some tournaments here and there. Um, just all like really committed towards putting the kids in the best situation for growing right and and getting the families being somebody that the families can trust to look out to the best interest of uh, each and every kid that walks into our building
0: and so boys and girls,
1: boys and girls, absolutely, what ages? uh we go from kindergarten all the way through college. If somebody wants to get started, you can uh jump into our class structure at any time. Um right now we are uh what is this, September twenty-fourth? Uh, we're we're taking enrollment for our academy programs. I um, and that's a limited program. We're gonna do sixteen kids in each age group um and, and work in cohorts. So we won't we won't work as uh seniors and juniors, but seniors, juniors and sophomores will all be together working moving forward, right? And then uh and also reaching down and working with our middle school kids and stuff like that.
0: And what about uh, for some of the younger kids? What's the commitment to get involved if they're just starting to think they – Hey, maybe I wanna become a better person and, and use basketball as that, but I'm not sure. Right.
1: Come get a free trial. We do uh eight week uh eight week classes where you figure out once, twice or three times a week if you know, when you wanna come, we have three different locations uh where where they can do that. So it's really a, a low commitment to start, right? We're not, hey, two day tryout and write a big check, right? We wanna make sure that families know that they found the right place, you know, for themselves before uh they make that long term commitment to us and so we our our program is designed for you to come check us out if you like it you know then check us out for give us two months you know let's see how much we improve and if you love that then let's go like I said I'm going to you know and and people ultimately become lifers you know I'm I'm going to kids graduations and weddings and all kind of stuff uh, because I've been at this for a long time
0: forgetting the audience i have a nine-year-old daughter that i would love to get into basketball Uh, and if somebody else who's listening is similar it's on a rolling basis so at any time somebody could show up and say i want to work with watts basketball absolutely and so if anybody's listening and they have a kid who's thinking about hey maybe basketball is a way i'm going to learn teamwork competition life skills of coping with failure and and trying to reach higher they could show up at any time and and start to work with you
1: Absolutely, anytime. Uh you can go on our calendar, watchbasketball.com. dot com. We have classes, find a class in your age group. Uh, we have our little dribblers classes. And then we, we recently changed our classes to where they're skill based. Um and I'll have to I'll put it on my uh my Instagram page, but it was a really beautiful scene yesterday because like we do our art of ball handling and I have the older kids uh advanced seven through twelfth on one side and we have the younger kids fourth through eight like essential, like just getting into the game on another side of the court. And I have an assistant coach and we kind of work with both. Well, yesterday I had them partner up. I had our advanced kids grab a little kid, and while the advanced kids were doing, while our older group kids were doing two-ball drills, the the younger kids were doing footwork drills right across from each other. And after 30 seconds, they would switch. So they were working together, you know, and, and with, the, with our older kids practicing, you know, leadership, mentorship, thinking about being mindful about how they act because they're modeling for the younger kids. And then our younger kids looking and seeing the, the things that our bigger kids are able to do so they can see where they're going if they continue to work hard. And it was just real cool when they partnered up. used to be where it was just with your age group, right, in the gym at the same time. Um, But then you you miss that part of it, right? Like our our older kids know that our younger kids are down there, so they can't, you know, be cussing and, you know, just acting out and, you know, doing that kind of thing. So our classes are structured like that. But then we also have, you know, scrimmage times where, like, the high school kids come in and it's exclusively – Boom! Because it's going to be competitive. It's not uh, instruction uh, type thing. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's fun, man. It's a beautiful thing.
0: So it's a challenge with any community that when somebody is new to it, they they their knowledge base, their uh, connections. You know, it's very nerve wracking mm-hmm. to show up to where other people have been connecting around something already. So this right. transcends basketball. Right. What do you do to help somebody? brand new welcome somebody brand new into the community
1: well we i mean first thing we obviously introduce you know ourselves and we we ask hey you know we're new and then we pair them up with somebody you know who's been there who we know is the type of person that you know type of kid that will help walk them through it um and it's i mean it's just it's a great thing it gives me a lot of joy when you see like a kid because we one of the things that like on what you're talking about is like we're our environment is an environment where like mistakes are are critical that we make them you know and a lot of kids come in and they're nervous and they're shy about that and when they see a new peer and they're struggling with something and they pat them on the back and say hey that's all right you know keep going keep working right and it's like oh wow you know like you're gonna miss shots you're gonna kick it off your foot you don't if you come in this gym and you don't something's wrong you're not pushing hard enough. You're not stretching stretching yourself. And so seeing the kids let the, the the kids that are with us let the new guys know, new kids know, new girls know that, hey, this is a part of the process here. Like, we love that. We love that push. We love that mistake. Keep pushing and you're going to get comfortable with it. And that's like the coolest thing ever right i we i say all the time peer pressure is the strongest pressure in the world and i teach my 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 players there i teach my athletes that and then so it's like what kind of pressure are you going to apply to your peers to to get better you know to encourage them let them know things are okay don't hang your head all right that's the kind of if i say that yeah it has an impact right but if your peer says hey man it's good like it's, come on i i love your effort you like we really like that you're trying right and, and then then that's when the, the players and the kids start to feel really welcome
0: so if somebody has a young child who wants to get uh, into basketball a little bit and get trained up or if somebody is already working hard in basketball and wants to take it to the next level through this academy this year-long academy uh what website do they go to to dot com. yeah so Watchbasketball for any of it yeah yeah And any concluding thoughts?
1: You know, I mean, one thing that, like, we we touched on a little bit, you know, like, I I hope our basketball community can really put some pressure on on the NBA um, and the city council folks to do what we got to do to get a a team back here. Um, I'm a, I mean, that's the reason I'm here first, like, first and foremost. And there's a, I was raised by a lot of uh, really cool people. in the basketball community that played for the Sonics or whatever. And, and, you know, you look at the work that Lenny Wilkins has done in the community. You look at the work that Detlef Shrimp has done in the community. You look at the work that uh, my father has done in the community. And uh, at some point, there becomes a void. I mean, Jamal Crawford and Nate Robinson, those guys have, have really, you know, done a good job, but you get a professional team um, here. And the Seahawks, look at all the work that they do. Um, and it just it's a huge benefactor uh to the community so uh, that would be the first thing like let's rally and let's get these signings back and then um i would just encourage you know like community builders like slash activists to just uh really continue to to do the work and and also let folks know that we're looking to collaborate um, you know, on some academic stuff and just provide resources and work with other groups uh, to do the best that we can uh, for our kids in this community.
0: Donald, uh, thank you very much for joining me today. I appreciate your time and perspective.
1: Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: That is all for today's bonus episode of Seattle Growth Podcast. Have an opinion to share? Please reach out to me on Twitter, at Prof Shulman. Make sure to subscribe to Seattle Growth Podcast and iTunes so you don't miss a single episode. And follow the Seattle Growth Podcast Facebook page. And if you like Seattle Growth Podcast, you will love my feature-length documentary, On the Brink, which looks at the changes in Seattle's Central District and features the father of today's guest, the legendary Sonics player, Slick Watts. We are having a big showing at the Quincy Jones Performing Arts Center on November 20th. The event is being organized by the Meredith Matthews East Madison YMCA, and tickets will be available soon. Check back to www.onthebrinkmovie.com screenings to find information. That's www.onthebrinkmovie.com screenings. And as we close out this episode of Seattle Growth Podcast, I want to thank the elected officials and those seeking election who have come to see On the Brink and learn more about this important part of Seattle's history. That includes State Senator Jamie Peterson, State Representatives Eric Pettigrew and John Fitzgibbon, King County Council Members Larry Gossett and Joe McDermott, City Council candidates Mark Solomon, Alex Peterson, and Phil Tavel, and school board candidate Molly Mitchell. And most importantly, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for listening and joining me on this journey in the sixth season of Seattle Growth Podcast.